Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. We are very excited to be sat with Nathan Vickers, head brewer of the Pilot Brewery at Stewart Brewing. Hello Nathan, how are you? Hi there, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Yeah, doing very really well. well. Excellent. Really right. good. Yeah, thank you. Even better since we, we popped open some of these Project 7 beers and started get, tucking into them. Um, so what's everyone drinking at the moment? Uh, well, oh, I was going to say, well, I'm on the, the white affregato, the, the, cof- the coffee milk stout. Um, which is, which is kicking in at 6%. And I'm, I, well, I'm thoroughly enjoying it from my, from, from my, from my experience <laughs> right now. Um, I, well, it is the season. So I, I'm on the Oktoberfest, Fest beer lager. I think we're, we're now, it is end of September, right? We're, we're into Oktoberfest. So, um, yeah, I, I can go for anything else basically. So, um, uh, this is, yeah. Beautiful and it's a little bit more punchy than I was I was expecting from Fest, Fest beer, but um, yeah, already going down smoothly. And to cover it all off, I had my Oktoberfest and uh, the Voss Kvik IPA um, yesterday, and we're, I'm looking forward to getting home tonight and trying the, the white affogato. So, so we've got the entire range more or less on show. I've got on Oktoberfest as well. For me, it's just that kind of time of year when, at least up here, things start to get a bit wetter. A little bit cooler, but not quite cold, and a little bit of strong Vespier just really is what I crave. Well, that's what, well, that's really what I was thinking when I, when I was starting to tuck into the Afrogato is I'm kind of sticking to something a little bit more heavier now. Now it's getting, it's getting a little bit colder. I went for the first time in a long time. I went out in jeans today, so I kind of knew everything's getting <laughs> a bit colder. So it's definitely time for something a bit heavier yeah. and a little, um, yeah. And that, yeah. that's, that's kind of my gauge. As soon as the jeans come on, I'm going to, I'm going to start drinking like the heavier, heavier, darker beers. So Nathan, if, if it wasn't any, any, any doubt before, uh, Richie's hard as nails. Um, yeah. <laughs> we just felt we needed to get that in early on in, in, in the podcast. But, you know, talking about the, I think the white, white affogato is, from what you've been saying, Rich, is, is really kind of taken you by surprise in that you're expecting something a lot heavier, a lot more, well, a stout basically through and through, whereas actually this is something quite um, different. Well, yeah, that's it. As, as you guys know and listeners to, to the podcast, I'm very, I'm very new to darker beers, um, being I've only kind of just started drinking Guinness the past year. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, so, so, so I've been, I've been pushing to try them and this is, yeah, it's fantastic. And I, um, I read on the back of them, on the back of the can, um, the, the vanilla and the, the white Russian. And I am partial to a white Russian after watching the big Lebowski. Um, I was like, I'm going to start again. And I've, yeah, occasionally we'll have a white Russian, but I am, I'm a big fan of the milkier cocktails out there, the pina coladas. Um, and this, this is right up my street. The white Russian on the label actually refers to one of our previous projects oh, okay. and releases. So the beer itself is a re-release of two of our old beers, one of them being an Affogato stout and the other one being white Russian, which is a white milk stout. So we sort of combined the two into white Affogato and people went absolutely mad for white Russian. Uh, we sold out of it. We couldn't hold on to it and then we found like a an extra two boxes in the back of the shop one time. People went absolutely <laughs> mad for that as well. So it's been fantastic opportunity to sort of bring some of those elements of that beer back to life, but paired with the coffee from Affogato and we're pairing we're we're collaborating with Common Coffee, a local coffee roaster who are supplying who supplied the coffee yeah. for that brew and also supply 
the coffee on sale oh, nice. as well, which is very nice <laughs> yeah I was going to say I'm kind, of, I'm kind of jealous at my job we just get Tesco Tesco's Tesco's own and some Bourbons um, but yeah <laughs> we've frankly got a pizza restaurant on site <laughs> so we've got a Gosney pizza oven make our own dough oh. in house fully hand stretched pizzas so you can get them when you're on shift we've got common coffee and we've got about 20 odd taps of Stuart Green right. as well. So it's fine. You've it's, sold um, it. I'll come work for you guys. It's, uh, it's the, uh, <laughs> come, absolutely come visit. <laughs> so Nathan, I, this is intriguing me of where did project seven come from? Where, where was it born out of? And, and what's the, um, you know, cause this is obviously your, your baby, right? So yeah, it's, I think it came out in around 2018, um, part of the, so I'm one of two head brewers at Stuart Brewing site. I run the, the small brewery on site, essentially. So the other brewer, Chris Scotland, I think it was one of his passions. Well, everyone's, everyone's a massive beer nerd at Stuart Brewing. Let's not get that wrong. I think he wanted to maybe showcase some of the talents, his talents and other people that are working under him at Stuart Brewing and essentially create a line for the brewery that is more brewer-led than it is anything else. So the beers are wacky, they are wild, they are one release only. That's one of the reasons it's called Project 7, is because it goes into Tank 7, so there's only 5,000 liters of it in existence ever, and we do seven of them a year. So it's essentially a small batch run, single release, limited edition, and it's just a chance to showcase our more creative side and hop on trends, try new things, experiment, and just make some fun beers. I mean, it certainly sounds like it from the repertoire what we've got and we've tasted. Um, I mean, I want to circle in on the um, on the on the Kavik, the, the, the IPA, because that thing was absolutely outrageously good. Um, yeah. Honestly, one of the best IPAs I've had this year. Um, so where, where did that, how did that happen? How did you come up with that beer? So it's honestly a re-release of a previous Project 7 beer. So we've played around with Quebec yeast before. It's a certain favorite of one of our brewers on site. And there was a bit of a trend for it a few years ago. Everyone was sort of playing with it. So we never really, he never said the brewer never really let that die. So he's had a few packets of Quebec stashed away and um, brings them out occasionally. So for this one, we essentially just wanted to make it more more than it ever was before. So we really, really drove the fermentation really aggressively, fermented it above 30 degrees, like 35 odd degrees, really stressing the yeast out, really encouraging all the ester formation you get with that kind of yeast stress. Then we put mandarina, Bavaria in it as well for yet more orange. And then we added a dry hop of orange zest for yet more (laughs) orange. So what you get is like, just pure marmalade IPA in a glass. It's a really fantastic, super orangey yeah. expression of the yeast and what we what we can something some, something Paddington it's would a... be proud of by the sounds of it. Um... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. If Paddington was old enough to drink beer, he, this would be, he'd be all over this. And it certainly feels like, from what you were describing and how it came across when I was tasting it, a real love letter to the Kavik 
um, you know, kind of those sacks that you had left because that was, it was phenomenal. And I think now that you've kind of built that picture, that context for me, it's because actually I was feeling very nostalgic because you're right. I had a lot of Kavik a few years ago and then it seems to have gone out of trend, but this was the right time to come back because it was, it's a little bit hit a nostalgia actually for me um, when I was drinking it. And just because of how you put it together, as you said, it was, it was pretty, pretty different one I've had before and it was just yeah delicious trying to showcase the best of that yeast um bring something back but also introduce something new to it and just really capitalize on that orangey character that it does so well like yeah let it let it shine in its element let it ferment at a stupidly high temperature (laughs) let it do its thing and so um I think nicely kind of segues talks us on to um well I think kind of I wanted to talk about Oktoberfest, basically, and I was trying to rack my heads for a really nice, smooth segue into it, and I messed it all up. So, Bob, what are you thinking we'll, of, this, of we'll the Oktoberfest? We'll work on it in editing. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, really nice, really nice beer, actually. And, uh, you know, I think my um, uh, opinion of the, the, the kind of beer has actually been a little bit diluted recently because there's a few pubs in, in my neck of the woods that have gone, you know, try our we've got a fest beer from somewhere and um actually i think they've got or, or we've got numerous and actually they've just stocked up with paul Arna <laughs> or, or something <laughs> like that and and that that was their many options basically um but you know it's it's one that is it's nice to see i mean it probably fits in really nicely with the project seven uh range uh to my knowledge there's not loads of people out there doing doing a beer uh, uh like this well at least from, from what i've seen but this is lovely like it's just got that little bit more um going on you can see a little bit the color i think is 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 really interesting you can see i'm sorry for for listeners of course that's (laughs) a little bit more difficult um but uh yeah it's just got that kind of deeper slightly more amber than than it's kind of the 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 pales that you had before but um yeah was it a particular inspiration behind this nathan or was just something that was you know close to the heart you said this time of year it's the sort of thing you go for yeah so it's something we've done for three years in a row now craig scotland the head brewer his and Steve Stewart, the owner, their love for German beers is extremely evident in the way they mm-hmm. brew lagers and Oktoberfest. It's just part of that. It's yeah, you mentioned the color. You mentioned it's got a bit more going on. So we call it a fest beer, sort yeah. of Mertzen. So it is leaning into more of that vintage style of fest beers rather than the more modern pale bit, style. A bit full of bodies and and a little bit darker. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> And then we pair that with a really nice hot profile. I believe we're using Perla and a little bit of Lebelski at the moment as well to give it sort of those lovely, classic, noble aromas. And then a reasonable, it's like, it's a really nice balance for me of sweetness mm, and bitterness yeah. as well. So it's just hitting for me all of those autumnal festier lagery notes and yeah, there's there's no real particular inspiration behind it. We're not trying to copy anyone else. It's just we're using German lager malt, German hops, doing yeah, it right. Yeah, you said that about the balance because I think that's why it appeals to me in, in particular. Like the, there is a sweetness, but it's quite quite gentle. Not not necessarily smacking you around the face, which <laughs> which is um, goes down really well with me. But um, yeah, uh, it's barely been open five minutes, and I'm I'm <laughs> ready to go on the next one. Uh, but... We're wanting to serve it in steins in the tap room, 
and okay. try and convince the chef to do a curry birds pizza alongside of it as Ooh. well. Which I, I was going to say, yeah, you need some proper really yes. so, yeah, strands to go with it. Um, you just need to dress some of the guys up in Lodos as well, and we'll have the whole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, sure you can bring an umpire band in as well, and just uh, just really ham it home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think it's a really fun beer. I think it's does what it says in the tin in terms of hitting the the style notes on the head, in my opinion. Mm. And just really, I'm, we, we brewed it really properly as well. We we let it mature for a good few months. It, there's no shortcuts taken on it, so it's a it's a genuine Reinhardtskabot lager. It's the real McCoy, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it also struck me as it it, it sounds very genuine it's a stuart brewing uh, you know this your your pilot um project seven i should say from your your pilot brewery but it feels very german in product like taste wise it's very much you guys but also by can design as well like you're leaning heavily into into how it looks it looks so, great by the way i think it's obviously got that bavarian flag-esque in something we should mention about project seven as well that every single release we choose a new artist to support we oh, get excellent. them to design the cans and they get to create a design, get it printed, and get it branded up, and that's their that's their beer essentially. So we we have our core range, of course, which has the sort of tartan designs. I think you guys have seen strip brewing cans mm-hmm. before, but they all essentially have a very consistent branding across the whole range. Whether you're buying like a, a lager or a radical Rhodes or a Stuart's eighty, there's the same theme of this this tartan, just different colours. So Project 7 is not only a chance for us to show a different side of our brewery, we're also supporting different local artists as well and just doing something a bit different, not only in terms of the beer, but in the product design as well. The Oktoberfest is probably one of our most subtle designs when it comes to Project 7. We've got some really fantastic other designs in the pipeline. I'm really excited about one of our upcoming beers as well, Mississippi Mud Pie. That's Ooh, coming out that's soon. Nice. What what and what pray tell is Mississippi Mud Pie? <laughs> exactly what it sounds like. A big <laughs> chocolatey, rich dessert stout. That is where that, that's that was where I jumped to. Um, yeah, sounds, sounds quite decadent. Exactly. That's what we're going for. It'd be a really nice counterpart mm-hmm. to White Affogato. So it'll be completely around the spectrum, as in super dark, super stouty, can, super chocolatey, super lactosey. Yeah. Can I ask, um, just on on the Project Seven bit, can I ask about Thal be back? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that what? one. So yeah, we. You heard of Hop and Mock yeah. from WHC? Mm. So that was one of our experiments with that. It was, can we make a pilsner? But absolutely finalize it to, you know, hell and back. So chucked in loads of cascade as third wort, first wort hops, loads of cascades as a dry hop during fermentation, just maximizing the finalization potential. And what you get out is a beer that is, it's branded as a pilsner, but it's like no pilsner and you'll ever taste. It's super, super, to me at least, it's super wine-like. Like crushed Sauvignon Blanc grapes. Super tropical. Really, really, really fun beer. 
Yeah, it's the it's the, the thialising that if I hear used in <laughs> conversation, I can normally nod on and go, yeah, of course. Um, but if anyone actually ever asked me to explain it in much more detail, I tend to struggle. So, so it's very good we had you on, basically, to, so, yeah, to, to talk about the results. are essentially compounds that are bound inside hops and malts. They are expressed particularly well in certain wines due to the way they are fermented. And finalization is essentially just a release of bound thiols. So hop on milk is a yeast that encourages those finalization reactions and biotransformation reactions during fermentation allows those flavors that would otherwise not come out of the hops to emerge and just show a different side. Because when, when we say like cascade dry hopped, it paints a certain picture. And yeah, right. okay. Fireway Back is, tastes like no other cascade beer, essentially. Oh, that sounds incredible. And actually, as you said, doing something, people would re-explore that, what they think they know about that level of hop to something, and it would be paired with something completely different. That sounds fascinating. It's a really, really fun beer. We've also got Juicy, which we brewed in collaboration with Fierce, which is Firewise IPA, which is the obvious use of finalization. When you're chucking loads of hops into a beer, make it an IPA, then finalize it. So that has a very similar whiny, grapey, musty, musty in like a great must kind of way, not in a bad must kind of way, that kind of character to it, but paired of all those big, soft New England IPA kind of hop character. So it, it's juicy, you know, for lack of a better term. That's why we call it that. Um, and we brewed, brewed that with we put Fierce. It on, the, on the tin. <laughs> and Fierce are fantastic at brewing New England IPAs as well. They're, they're fantastic hop brewers, so yeah. it was really fun to work with them. I was going to say, I was going to say, that sounds fantastic. We, we spoke to Fierce a month or so back and we, we, they sent us some of their beers and we tried some of those of those. So if you guys are combining, that sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah. We, we try to do collabs every year. Um, but we did one with Fierce this year. We've also got Voss is part of a Brewdog collab with Brewdog Castlegate, I believe, one of their pubs. And we've yeah. got. Upcoming collabs with 71 <clears throat> Brewing from Dundee and Brewtoon as well. So we're working on some, or we will be working on some fun beers with them as well when they come and visit us. So we also do cast specials. So along, as well as Project 7, a huge proportion of our beer goes into cask. We are still super into cask at Skewart. I think it's like 32% of our output goes into cask. And so we do cast specials every month as well. So we were working with some breweries for that, like Osset Brewery, who are also mad about cask. And it's just really fun to connect with different parts of the brewing world and to get different ideas in and get different beers brewed. Sounds like a huge spectrum of of, uh, of different types of beer that you guys are working on. I mean, you mentioned that you're <laughs> just alone in your in your uh, in your brewery. You've got twenty taps there, but you know, it sounds like going back to Project Seven. That sounds like an amazing vehicle for these kind of collabs in, in and I, I'm, am I right in saying in can form primarily? And then the cast business is is part of the bigger Stuart Brewing. Um, so we've output. put Project 7 right in into cask and into keg and into oh, can. Okay. So if you, the, we, we, we primarily distribute locally, which is probably our greatest strength and our biggest downfall. So, you know, all of our beer is more or less located in the central belt as far south as Newcastle, maybe as far north as Aberdeen. So whatever you're getting, it's going to be dead fresh. 
but you have to be in that kind of area to get it. We don't really sell to any wholesalers yet, so unfortunately, I doubt a cask of white Russian will be making white Apogato will be making its way down south to you guys anytime soon. Uh, that but, is um, a, that is a big shame. I'm not going to lie. It would be uh... our beers absolutely shine in Kegan Cask as well. Um, it's a huge, huge part of what we do, and we do it really well. Like all of our beers are unfiltered and pasteurized and putting it into a cask in a fantastic pub in Edinburgh, Glasgow, in anywhere that does cask beer really well. It's just, it's a really fantastic experience. And I think it's really at the heart of our brewery. Nathan, I'm, I'm already excited to be up in Edinburgh in December for a wedding, but you've just made me even more excited for the potential of, of actually having some of your, yeah. cast, your beers Please on come visit us. Like I said, we've got a fantastic site at the brewery. We've open Wednesday through Sunday for pizzas and beers. We've got two cast taps on site. There's numerous pubs throughout town that will all serve our beer very well. And yeah, and everyone's welcome. So I think you, you kind of mentioned there about kind of being very good in the local area. Is there kind of plans or kind of have like distribution to kind of move outside and kind of like extend that reach and get these fantastic Stuart Brewing, especially the uh, Project 7 beers, to the wider well, public? the Project 7 beers are available to everyone through our website. You can easily buy a 12-pack or more, if you so desire, from our website and we'll ship across the UK. Beyond that, getting the kegs and casks out, that's something we'd have to look at to see what our distribution was like and what wholesales we could work with. And I think it is in the works, but it just depends on how these how these talks go. That's not my area. I think for the, ma- the main thing we want, our listeners need to come across is the fact that they can get your beers in can form all across yeah. the country. And that's the that's what I'm, I'm, I'm really loving to coming out of this conversation because I was after having these beers and tasting them, I wanted more. You know, and the, and all those ones that you were just talking about there sound so, incredible. Like, you know, I'd definitely be trying to look up the fierce beers. Have you guys come across our kinda... stuff in supermarkets before? So, so I was I was thinking about this, and I um I'm pretty sure I've I've brought some stuff in Lidl when I've been doing my shopping, um and I've I've tried some Stuart Brewing then, um and I think that's where it kind of jogged my memory a bit when we were and um, when when the when the box came through and the logo and everything like that I was like I've definitely tried some of this stuff before and I remember going back and buying it a few times as well do you remember any of the particular beers or did you have any impressions I'm gonna have to hold my hands up and I can't remember what I brought but I can remember that I brought that that, that I brought it a couple of times and I remember I remember enjoying it yeah I think we do we do a lot of fantastic beers. Like obviously, Project Seven is not the bulk of our releases. A huge amount of our stuff goes into pubs and supermarkets as part of our core range. And I think a big part of our Project Seven is trying to dismantle and change those impressions that people have about Stuart Brewing. It's like up here, at least, people know us for making eighty shilling, which is like such a classic style, and we do it very well. But it's extremely far removed from something like Thorpe Back, which is experimental yeast, massive fire transformations, really nerdy brewing stuff. And I think it's important that people see that we're capable of doing both. Like there's, there's a there's a beer for everyone at Stewart's, whether you are an 80 shilling drinker or a Thorpe Back drinker. You know, we've, we've got you covered. I think it's such a good point that you can, and, and for us who are kind of 
I guess, further down south, kind of in, being introduced to Stuart Brewing outside of the supermarkets. And if your first impression, as it is mine, being Project 7, I would think that you guys make these incredible beers. And if you happen to put, put stuff on shelves in supermarkets, I'd be willing to pick it up because I already know you do fantastic stuff with Project 7. So I think it's interesting that you're mentioning that there's not, you know, this this different platforms and different conversations you're basically having and trying to have with people and i think people who know stuart brewing so well through the supermarkets you're having that conversation through project seven to try and change the perceptions of it whereas for the rest of the rest of us who are probably getting into stuart brewing from you know directly through your your site probably are going to be drawn into project seven no matter what because it's um you know it's really appealing yeah and the beers that you've got on offer look i think for the Beer enthusiasts, Project Seven is absolutely where they should look. The seven fantastic releases a year, all small batch. You'll never get them twice, unless we re-release it in a slightly different form. They're all brewed, you know, to an extremely high standard. And yeah, I mean that's exactly where people should look. But beyond that, I think our core range is also really good, like Radical Road continues to win awards all the time. New Relic continues to win awards year after year. We we make a fantastic core range of beers as well. And just getting that word out and getting it to more people, I think, is what we're trying to do at the moment. We're trying to expand our reach beyond the central belt and get people drinking strip brewing beer I should know that I was going no to. where you are. I, I was going to ask along the 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 core beers, uh, sorry, the cl- or the classic range of. Sorry, we used the right, the right terms. Is there one you've got a real soft spot for? And I realize that's that's obviously a di- difficult question, but, <laughs> so but I thought I'd ask. We do a tap tasting every week on site. It's a, a massive chore where we have to taste two different beers <laughs> every week. Uh, that was like agony. Making sure they're all tasting exceptional um, every week. And the standout beers, in my opinion, are often Radical Road, which is our West Coast triple opt IPA, Ooh. 6.4%. It's a little bit vintage at this point, in terms of it's that old school West Coast IPA that everyone used to go nuts about, but it's still it still really blows me away every time I drink it. It's just so hoppy, so dank, so resinous, and has such a fantastic hop character that it's really hard to drink anything else. <laughs> um, That's a ringing then, endorsement. That is. That is <laughs> yeah. Beyond that, New Relic is our Mosaic Hopped IPA, which is, you know, done to death like everything is. But in terms of Mosaic dominant beers, I think it's up there for me. It really, really is a fantastic expression of the hop. We've got really great hop guns on site, so we get a lot of fantastic extraction up the hops. We use Yakima Chief hops, you know, best of the best, and... It's just really showcasing those hops. So was that Yakima, did you say? Yakima Chief, yeah. Yeah, Yakima oh, Chief sorry, Mosaic. Yeah, yeah, real, real soft spot for those. Yeah, and we, we do a variety of traditional styles as well. We've got like Stuart's 80, which is our 80 shilling, classic Scottish style that we've brewed for years and years and years, taken on. There's a particular pub in Edinburgh called The Diggers, or Athletic Arms, depending on who you ask. 
which is a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a legend. Like my dad used to drink there back in the seventies and eighties, so it tells you how long it's been going. It was famous back then, and they used to survey the shilling. And my dad said when you walked in the door, the pub would be so packed you could not move, and you'd hold up your hand towards the barman, and the number of things you held up was the number of pints of eighty shilling you wanted. <laughs> so the deal was if you got to the bar before they were ready they were free oh, so you had to wow. shuffle through all the all the customers and get to the bar and see if you could get your free points of eight shilling and eventually the supplier of eight shilling stopped producing due to numerous reasons so the proprietor of diggers went along to see if Stuart and was like can you make me some shilling? So we did, and now it's one of our best sellers. You know, it's, it's absolutely fantastic beer. It's a really key part of our range, and I, I don't know if you guys have had the style before. It's not a style that really exists outside of the central belt, in my experience. Like you see a few people talking about Scottish beers outside of Scotland, but like it's just so, so good on cask. I don't think there's like as much as I'm into all of these really nerdy finalized beers, the triple hopped American IPAs, the double IPAs, New England IPAs, the lactose beers, whatever. If you put a pint of eighty shilling from me in front of me from a cask, I'm not sure there's much better. I'm so excited because it's going to be on my. I've I've written a list now of things <laughs> I'm going to come up and see. And eighty shilling or eighty bob, as I've, as it's officially known, yeah, I'm exactly. finding out on Google. <laughs> Is high on the list of places that I'm uh, beers that I want yeah, to try. Yeah, absolutely. Visit the Diggers. It's still one of my favorite pubs to this day. We serve it on site as well. We've recently released it nitrogenated as well, so it's nitro eighty. So Ooh. we've got two nitro beers on site as well: nitro eighty and Edinburgh Black, which is our dry nitro stout. So they're both pretty good as well. Have you the old faithful of uh, eighty shillings? Um, are they? Are they happy with the nitro version? Have they? Have you had some yeah, feedback on that? It does pretty well because it's now one of our sort of mainstay taps versus eighty shilling being like a rotational sort of thing. So like whilst there's eighteen taps, keg taps on site, those eighteen taps change every week or so, depending on what we've got in stock and what I can produce. And the opportunity to have eighty shilling always on, I think, is pretty important for us because it's it's such a key part of our story in our history and a key part of what people want to drink as well so yeah it does pretty well it does pretty well you get a fantastic cascade on it you get that big classic creamy nitro head on it and it's just um that super smooth gentle malty experience that you want out of a pint of 80 shilling that sounds delightful i can't wait to try it literally even more more excited i mean i might even not go to this wedding anymore i might just come up and just park myself <laughs> yeah. you know? don't don't go thinking you've got a chance to get into that bar um before they're ready joe i, I know yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, i can do this but it's, it won't happen mate yeah yeah it's fine i'll come i'll come with my like four fingers up i want four fours yeah. of uh eight yeah. shillings, you know? and start sprinting yeah. where are you gonna find three mates from in edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> Drabbers and I aren't coming. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Nathan, I'm, I, this is amazing to hear from uh, all the all the details of, of what you're doing at Project Seven and uh, with with Stuart Brewing, and and also to hit to touch on just all the heritage and, and kind of 
where your kind of mainstays are. Honestly, very excited to get more involved in in, in trying Stuart Brewing. As I said, it hasn't really come down down from uh, from where you are too far. Um, but knowing that we can get these beers direct from direct through the shop um, and the web shop is just perfect. So I guess just encourage listeners to go to stuartbrewing.co.uk and just check out some of these beers, especially the Project Seven. But obviously, yeah. you've got. Um, you know the core beers exactly here, like, like i said i think there's a beer there for everyone whether you're a, a lager drinker an 80 shilling drinker or a fireized pilsner drinker i think we've got a beer there for most people and whether it's project seven or whether it's our core range i just encourage everyone to give us a shot because we make fantastic beer we're really small really craft still even though we're in the supermarkets, we still, you know, produce everything by hand using the best ingredients we can get with a lot of love and care. And I think people deserve to have a taste of it. Uh, well, thank you again, Nathan, for jumping on and, and sharing all this wisdom with us. It's been brilliant. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. That was fantastic. And I keep up the good work. Yeah. It is fantastic. <clears throat> so, yeah, 100%. are you guys looking forward to anything in particular? <laughs> In our upcoming Project 7 series, we've got the White Affogato, we've got the White Affogato potentially in some ex-whiskey casks. Oh, okay. Maybe released Ooh. at some point. We've got the collabs with 71 Brewing, we've got the collab with Brewtoon, we're doing potentially some Rattlers next year as well. A Rattler? Oh, I'm a big fan of... Sorry, you, you said pick, Rattler. You I'm a big fan of a Rattler. Yeah, something I'm working uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing a will... Hefeweizen version and a Ooh. lager version. Oh, yes. No, yeah. Big, big, big fan. We used to drink... When, when I worked in Spain, we used to drink Rattlers all the time and that was that was my... That's 100% my go-to. Because you're, you're an athlete at the end of the day. So. 100%. <laughs> my body is a temple. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's something to do with the, the Brutoon uh, collaboration. That would be interesting. I mean, actually, because it's, it's well, I've only hanged from one or two two of theirs, but 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 enjoyed them very much. So actually, that uh, yeah, that's that's the bit where my eye, my ears started to prick up. I think. Yeah, they're a really fantastic brewery, and I think something that um, Stuart does really well is our connections as well. A lot of people within the Scottish craft beer industry have worked at Stuart at some point. Steve Stuart knows them all personally, and. It's just really important that we support and encourage the local brewing community because it is such such a fantastic community in Edinburgh and in Scotland and there's just so many people making such fantastic beer. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>